Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a ministry of Stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Reflections from the Heart. Um, my name is Tom Fertle with Stewardship of Mission of Faith, and today it's just a TNT, Tom and Tom. So I'm joined by Tom DeAngelis. How you doing, brother? Good. Great. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Good so. To be here. Uh, um, but it doesn't matter because where two or more are gathered, the, the Lord is with <laughs> yeah. us, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll proceed uh, together. Uh, let's have a moment of prayer before we begin, then we'll ask Tom to break open the Word. In the name of the Father, and the Son, of the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the gift of this day. We give you thanks for the time that you've given to us. We give you thanks for the day you've put before us, Lord. We ask that we may use it to do your will, that we may use it to be instruments of light, that we may use it um, as you would have us, to be kind to those we meet, to be merciful, uh, to reach out, to be people uh, of good will, to be people of cheerful hearts, so that others may come to know you through our example. And we ask all this in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Tom, if you would please, our reading for the day. Okay, our reading today is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verse 27 through 38. Jesus said to his disciples, To you who hear, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. To the person who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other one as well. And from the person who takes your cloak, do not withhold even your tunic. Give to everyone who asks of you, and from the one who takes what is yours, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. For if you love those who love you, what credit is there in that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is there to you? Even sinners do the same. If you lend money to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners and get back the same amount. But rather, love your enemies and do good to them, and lend expecting nothing back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for he himself is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Stop judging, and you will not be judged. Stop condemning, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and gifts will be given to you. A good measure, packed together, shaken down, and overflowing, will be poured into your lap. For the measure with which you measure will in return be measured out to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. 
you know, my, my, my first reaction, you know, when uh, preparing and coming across this passage was, wait a minute, can, can I go back to the commandments? Uh, they seem <laughs> yeah. a little easier. Uh, yeah. You know, thou yeah. shalt not kill. I think uh, for the most part, and I know it means more than just, you know, murder, but a couple of things there, I, I think I'm okay, and thou shalt not steal, but, but this, bam, you know, it kind of hits you. You know, love your enemies. Wait a minute. What, what what's this? Do good to those who hate you. I mean, imagine opening the Bible for the first time. This this is the first thing you come across. You know, it's a it's a tall order. And I think that kind of is an important point. That um, um, you, you know, one reason that you just can't take it by itself. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot here. There's a lot um, that leads up to this. And there's a lot in our spiritual life that gets us to this point. Um, but this really is the. Uh, you know, where the rubber meets the road in, in our Christian life. Um, uh, again, you know, thou shall not steal and thou shall not murder. Those, those things, for the most part, you know, are, are pretty, I think, easy for most people of faith. Like I said, even though there's some little, you know, little uh, affiliated uh, sins that go get, get with those commandments. But, but this, um, the idea of loving your enemies... And and taking those who really have you know ill will against you and 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 not condemning and blessing them um, and and offering um, you know whatever is being thrown against you back to God that 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 they're still no matter how much harm someone does or how um, how much we're criticized or how much we're whatever it is that comes from our you know enemies or people who dislike us they like us are still a child of God and that's. And that's difficult, you know. That's difficult. Um, and I think of my my own prayer life uh, when I've had you know people who have been challenging in my life. You know, I think you know early on it starts off, you know, Lord, please smite them. You know, <laughs> all right, well, maybe maybe not. Okay. Um, and and I think Tom, you know, what what I've learned and I came around to was not assuming that I know what that person needs. I mean, if somebody is hostile, uh, you know, you know, verbally, emotionally with me, if somebody has an issue, um, it's, it's their issue. And I have to acknowledge that. And that gives me some peace. Um, but to try to say that I know what is it, what, what is it they need? Um, no. And so my prayer, uh, with, with difficult people has changed to Lord, whatever they need, you know, grant yeah. them what they need. And, and if I can be a part of it, if there's something in my behavior, if there's some way I could be a part of, of healing, then by all means, I'm, you know, I'm in. Um, but I had, had to get away from, you know, trying to, well, I know what they need, yeah. make them kinder, make them more gentle. No, yeah. that, that's not it. I, I, I'm not the one to, to know their heart and what they need. What I know is that they are a fellow creation by an all-loving Father, and... Um, he knows best, right, <laughs> as Father right. does, right? Yeah. He knows best, so I've got to offer offer it to him and let him sort out their heart. Uh, you know, Jesus kind of reiterates over and over again here about, you know, in the first section, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. And then he, and then he goes on even further. If somebody strikes you on one cheek, turn the other cheek. I mean, it's just th- one after another after another. He gives multiple examples here of what exactly is he's expecting. And then he goes on further because it's one thing to say, okay, it's hard to turn the other cheek. It's hard to give them your tunic. You know, basically in those days, if I, if I understand correctly how they used to dress, you know, you wore a cloak and you had a tunic. When you took your tunic off, you're in your underwear, yeah, right, right. you know, so it's like you give everything, you know, that would be in, in our day, it would be give them your coat and then give them your shirt and your pants and your shoes and socks, you know. But he goes on to say, if if all you do is love those people who love you and you're good to those people who are good to you and and 
he said, you're, you're no better than a sinner. Because basically what he's doing in my mind is redefining love to say, if it's just love for people who love you and are good to you and are kind to you, that's not really love because anybody can do that. Even sinners do that. What I'm asking you to do to demonstrate love is love those who are impossible or at least difficult to love. And then the other thing that I've found, so that's the spiritual dimension of it. That's the, yeah, that's the, the, the theoretical, the idealistic thing. But there's a practical side to this too that I've found over the years, and I'm sure you've run into it a few times, is a lot of times when you, you kind of stuff your own feelings to want to punch the person back or, you know, it, it, metaphorically or physically, right, you know, right. that you find that when you do kind things back to other people, maybe not right away, maybe not immediately, but it really does soften the whole situation. So there's a practical side of this too. If you're ever going to get any kind of cooperation or collaboration or peace with the other person, you're almost required to respond this way because any other response is going to create a problem. Eventually, somebody's going to have to, you know, as 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 they say, bury the hatchet someplace. You're going to have to put your weapons down. You're going to have to stop fighting. Why not be you and why not it be right up front from a practical standpoint? It's the best opportunity you're going to have to move forward with that person or just to part in, in some kind of peace in your own heart, even if they're not at peace. But the other point that you brought up that I think is really true is the fact that we don't know what where those people are coming from, what they've gone through that morning. Are they in the middle of a divorce? Is there Are there things going on in their life? Do they have a sick child? A lot of times we don't know any of those things. And a lot of times those are the things that are driving people. And I found over and over and over again, if you return anger, frustration, criticism, whatever, with kindness – it softens a person's heart, and a lot of times they'll share with you what, what the thing is, what the, what the problem is, especially if it's somebody you work with, somebody you see regularly, a friend of yours or whatever. It's, there's almost always some reason there, like you said. There's al- almost always some underlying situation that – and maybe that maybe what your response will do is give them the opportunity to say, okay, this guy's somebody I can talk to or this, this woman's somebody I can talk to because they – you know, I expected to get – punch back, you know, metaphorically or physically. Right, right. But what I got back was something kind. You know, maybe I can maybe I can share this person. You know, my you know, my my daughter's sick or, you know, things are not working out at home or, you know, things are tough at work. You know. So that, that's a tall order. That's I love that perspective yeah. that, you know, you you might be the one. You know, yeah. you're saying that you, yeah. you might be the one that um, because you don't respond again when people are hurting, they, they, they a common thing is to push people away. So they expect right. that someone's I'm doing that just so they, they push back and I can be I can be more angry. I can be more. But right, if if you turn that around and you be the one to say, well, all right, well, hold on, let's get let's let's just forget about that and yeah. uh, I'm here, I'm open, which right. I think is what the Lord's calling us to. You know, um, you know, our day in this day and age, you know, it's you hear that a lot. Like I'll respect people when they respect me. Well. I think as Christians, we should be respectful first. I think that's yeah. our call, and that's yeah. and that's the again, it's a tall order. Um, but I, I mean, I, I remember um, what was, what was the, what's the what's our what's our hymn? Right? They'll know we are Christians by our love. You know, yeah. Shouldn't we yeah. look different? Shouldn't we act different out in the world? And yeah. I remember having that debate with, uh, of course, high school students. Loves with high school students. You know, should a Christian should should you know someone's a Christian by how they're acting? You know, and of course, not by you know because you see them kneeling in prayer or because you see you know a cross in their house. Not this, not those things, which are, of course are important, but. You know, could you should you be able to tell? Oh, that person's a Christian, and there was a big debate. You know, no, no, we're all just people. And um, no, it, it, we, you should. 
There yeah. should be at least someone should should notice something. <clears throat> what is it about that person? Why are they so peaceful? Why are they so joyful? Why can they, um, you know, be in the midst of uh, turmoil and yet and yet uh, and yet have you know peace and stability. You know, there, what is going on there? I think C.S. Lewis, you know, would write about that, that the, the Christian should look different and, and, and should act different. Again, not for show, not in superficial ways, but um, if we have that, I always call it the eternal perspective, you know, when we know how the story ends, which we do, <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. Uh, life uh, conquers death and good yeah. conquers evil. And when we can truly operate with that eternal perspective, um, of knowing, you know, whose we are and where we will end up, then it 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 helps to soften the impact of the temporal. It it, hel- it helps yeah. us to soften what's going on in this world. Not that we won't have challenges. Not that we won't have issues to deal with. But with an internal perspective, um, the uh, or with an internal the eternal point of view, then th- we have a perspective on the temporal, and we can make sense out of things, and 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 they and they are less impactful in our lives when we can put them in that long term context. At least that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, and and I I think too you you touched on something <clears throat> a little earlier in your comments about um, you know doing good to to people that you know that that should Christians look different? Well, you know in in Jesus's Sermon on the Mount, which is in Matthew's Gospel. He basically says, you've heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I say to you, and then it goes on to basically pick up this, you know, this is Luke's, you know, sermon on the plane, but it's the same, it's the same thing, you know, do good to those who persecute you, you know, love your enemies. And we are called to be, we, we should look different because an eye for an eye and tooth for tooth is what everybody does. That's, that's what you would expect. And I could hear teenagers arguing because I, you know, for a few years out of college, I taught religion in Catholic school too. But I could hear the kids argue and say, well, you know, why, why should we have to take that from somebody else? Well, first of all, if you don't, if you don't understand a deeper spiritual reason, start off with because Jesus said so, because the second person of the blessed Trinity said so. So start with that and try it and see where it goes. And again, those, you know, that kind of sequence that I laid out where you accept the spiritual and then you you start implementing it and you find out that there's a practical side of it, then you'll you'll come to understand. And the more you experience people that way, returning uh, good for evil, so to speak, or, you know, an insult uh, or a criticism or some type of negative, come back with a positive, you'll find out it, it also, it's a much more practical way to deal with things. Even if it doesn't solve anything or they don't open up or anything like that, you walk away still at peace because you didn't get caught up in that anger or that frustration or that criticism or that counter-criticism. And I think that's an important part of it. And, you know, where do you find the the ground in your being to be able to do that, I think, is what you touched on right at the end there, which is the recognition, the deep, profound recognition that comes from prayer in front of the Blessed Sacrament that regardless of what happens, I am loved. I am a child of the Father. God loves me, and I love him, and and he will interpenetrate that over a period of time, and you will have that peace that comes from first doing and then knowing and then experiencing it. And it's, it's just what you said. If we, if we know whose we are and where we came from and where we're going and that the battle's already won, but we need to know that profoundly. We need to know that in the face of criticism. That, for me, that's the hard part. Yeah. You know, when somebody criticizes you, your instinct is just to, to, to fight back. Yeah, well, you, you know, 
same, same back to you, you know, kind of being able to keep your presence of mind about that means there's got to be something else going on inside besides just, you know, somebody kicks you, you kick them back. That's the hard part. That's the part that requires those, you know, those uh, hours in front of the Blessed Sacrament, those you know, hours in prayer, that, that deep, profound meditation after we receive Holy Communion, we go back to our pew for, for a few moments and just be with Jesus instead of jumping right into the hymn, you know, or sit for a few minutes when the priest sits down and just contemplate on what just happened, who, who you just received and who's becoming part of who you are, you know. That's where I think the ground for that comes from. It's, it, it doesn't make it, 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 doesn't make it uh, that it happens all the time. It just makes it a little easier to remember. And that's, that's the big thing. You know, for me, like 90% of being a good person in life is just remembering what we're <laughs> yeah. supposed to do. There you go. You know? There you go. Uh, you know, not getting sucked into a, a fight or, you know, a, a disagreement or, you know, a, 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 a raging driver on the road or somebody that's tailgating you. That, that, that just bothers me more than anything. But. And, and of course, you know, we're not, we're not saying that, you know, you have to put yourself in harm's way or if someone's being, right, you know, right, horrible, right. like you have to stay oh, around. Yeah. I'm going to stay around and get more because then I get more. No, <laughs> yeah. no, we're not. Of course, we're not saying that, you know, bad yeah. actions are still bad actions and wrong actions are wrong actions. And of course, we don't have to, you know, uh, you know, accept that. Um, and I think that's that, that which to me segues into the idea of, of judging. And if there's anything, if there's, if there's one issue that I think really gets people fired up when it comes to people of faith and those without faith is the idea of judging. You know, you right. can't judge and you're supposed to, and we get so convoluted. And to me, to me, it's always been very simple. Um, and I, I think as people of faith, it's, it is. We don't judge people. We don't judge the soul. We're not, in, we're not in management, right? Yeah. We're supposed to be in marketing. Right. We're in sales. We're supposed to be sharing the good news. We don't know the person's soul or, nor the destination of their soul. And, and we're not in the place to say their actions are condemning. That's not what we are to do. So we, that, that not condemning, the not judging, we are not the judge of their soul. Right? And, so, and so because we're yeah. not, we do pray for that person. We do wish the best on them. It is the affront of everything Christian to whatever, who would you want to hope is in hell? And that, that goes against everything yeah. we believe. If, right. if you know, we, we want all children to return to the Father and and make amends. So we should never, you know, we should never want that or wish that. But of course, on on the, the or not, but and we can judge actions. In fact, we're supposed to. You know, that is not correct behavior. That should change. To 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 look out for one another. To even call one uh, one another out. That that helps us in our in our in our spiritual growth. So when it comes to the idea of, of judging, um, we absolutely can judge actions. That is wrong behavior. That is a wrong action that I'm not going to put myself subject myself to, or that you should discontinue that. We're not judging the soul. We're not judging the person. We're allowing that to God. But we definitely, um, you know, in, in, especially in this day and age, in, in, the, in the moral battles of our time, absolutely um, can stand in the gap to say, that is wrong. You know, so much of the world, as you know, right is wrong and wrong is right, and, and, the, and morality is, is, is out the window, and, you know, we'll spend a whole radio show on relativism when, it, when it's appropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But for now, just to say that, um, uh, you know, in, in the face of right or wrong, we, we are called to stand in the gap, and we may say those actions are wrong. I still love the person. It goes back to the classic, right? I love the sinner and I hate the sin in our own lives and in the people that we encounter. Another point about that is we have to understand 
um, you know, I, I don't want to give the impression that um, when you when you do good to those who mistreat you, that it it always works out, because it doesn't. Right, right. Because part of the part of the difficulty of that is sometimes it works out. Sometimes you part in disagreement, and a person will come back later and say, "Hey, look, I'm sorry. Let's talk about it." But they're more likely to do that when you when you um, you know when when you return a good for for a negative. But but the point is. There have been a lot of times where people have walked away from me in anger and frustration, even though I returned a good for an evil and or a negative from them, and they never came back. And, and I sit there wondering if I did the right thing, but again, resting in that peace. And I think out of that comes the ability to be able to judge situations and behaviors and circumstances appropriately. That's why that ties directly to this part about stop judging and you will not be judged. The people who can judge the best are the ones who are able to do what Jesus says above that in the, mm. in the gospel. So the people who are willing to stick their neck out to, to be a friend in a situation where somebody's trying to be an enemy or somebody's criticizing or somebody's jump, or taking something from you, you know? But I think that's, that's again, where we get that, uh, not incentive, but that grace to be able to respond that way. And and not and I think too, you know, there's there's also a difference between evaluating a circumstance or a behavior or something like that and condemning it, you know. Because again, going back to what we said before, you don't know why that person. I mean, I know there are people who are radically pro-choice to the point, and we're seeing that divide happen now mm-hmm. in our culture, you know, to the point where they say, look, it's a mother's decision. To the point where even if it's born alive, a botched abortion, just keep it comfortable and then we'll make a decision about it. These people are, they're lost in some other type of uh, a value system. And, and we know for a fact that when, you know, uh, because it's written in our catechism and we see it all the time, that people who fall into mortal sin, that becomes habitual, eventually they become oblivious to the fact that it's wrong and they actually start promoting it as a good. And we see that all over in our culture, sure. you know, and uh, particularly I think it's, it's, it's absolutely transparent, crystal clear in the whole abortion, you know, pro-life, pro-choice debate. People who have gone over to the other side, so to speak, not only think it, it's not wrong, they see it as a virtue. It's a good thing. You're giving a woman her dignity. She has reproductive choice, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all that stuff. But we got to understand those people are lost in a dark place, in a darkness. They would be insulted to hear somebody say that, but that's a fact. And there's no other way to look at it other than to say, okay, I just have to accept the fact that they're like that. And, you know, we'll just go on the way that things are. We can't stop fighting against that, arguing against it, demonstrating against it, you know, electing people who are going to support our values. But at the same time, we have to understand where those people are. You know, there's not a whole lot of rational argument that's going to make an impact on them at this point because they're so habituated to their value set that there's no way you're going to crack through that, you know. I don't I don't know what it is. I've just I've been praying for, you know, I don't know, since the 90s when I got involved with, you know, with the pro-life movement a little more aggressively, but um I don't know what else you do but pray, you know, and try to get try to get the uh, adoration chapel set up near abortion clinics so they shut down. You know, that's a big thing now. I don't know if you've heard about that, but yeah. 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 We, that's that's what happened with our abortion clinic in Harrisburg, you know. 
So. Well, you're right. At, at, at the end of the day, when you know, when we when we reflect on the day, or we're sitting examining our conscience, it's a matter of, you know, did I do what I could do? You know, have, have I acted right. with looking at look at this passage again? Have I have I done these things to the extent that I can, that I can? That's that's the reflection. You know, have I tried uh, to love all? Have I tried to you know give you know et cetera? And and um, which leads to the you know I think the last point. Um, that came to mind on condemning. I, I'm recalling the words uh, of uh, Monsignor John S. of our good friend at stewardship here, you know, who says, "Be careful when you condemn yourself," because that's probably one of the most things we're most apt to do is condemn ourselves. You know, an examination of conscience is a good thing, reflecting on what I've done and not done, but that cannot lead to, "I'm horrible," "I'm this," "I'm that." No. You are a creation of an all-loving Father, and, and as Monsignor Essov says it much more eloquently than I could. But his basic point is, Jesus is within you. You condemn yourself. You're condemning Jesus once again. I'm like, wow, that 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 was a that was one of those nice little uh, uh, nugget two by fours between the eyes, you know. So <laughs> we got to be careful on ourselves again when we reflect on our own lives, when we're examining examining our conscience, or just reflecting on the day. What are the, what were the actions? You know, and if there's, and if I acted wrongly, if I acted badly, if I sinned, well, then we make amends for that through through uh, reconciliation. But I don't condemn myself. But I but I need to be self reflective, um, in 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 what I do. Um, so looking at this passage, looking at the commandments, looking at the beatitudes, and reflecting, you know, where where did I love successfully? And basic definition of sin: where did I fail to love? All right. Yeah, and and two, I don't want to miss this part at the end here where Jesus says, you know, give and it will be given to you. Mm. Good measure, packed down, shaken down. I mean, this this is this is really a nice way to end this gospel, right? That's because, true, very true. Yeah, because yeah. there's and, and again, this is Jesus. He's saying this is the way it works. You know, if you what you give, the measure you measure out with is what you'll get back. And I think that's really important for us. You know, that's something I'm gonna take to to adoration and sit and contemplate on how do I measure out, you know? Mm. If I'm not getting what I think I deserve, you know, like like Lucy, you know, and Charlie <laughs> Brown, what what am, what am I giving out? You know, what what have I been giving? Where's my generosity of spirit? Where where have I been pouring out, packing down, you know, full measure, overflowing? You know, right, right. So very good. So our charge for today uh, is to just to take these things in to uh, to recognize. Yep, it is a tall order that our Lord puts before us. Uh, discipleship, uh, following Jesus, not always easy, um, but worth it. That's the first thing. It's worth it. Um, and again, keep that that eternal perspective. We know how the story ends. We know to whom we belong. Um, stay faithful, and uh, things will be measured back on us. Reflect on our lives. Reflect on your actions. Um, make adjustments where behavior needs to change. Make adjustments where your actions are failing to love. But don't condemn yourself. Seek his mercy. Seek his forgiveness. His grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, is open to all who are open to it and receive it wholeheartedly. Be people of faith. Be people of good cheer. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time here on Reflections from the Heart. God bless. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or 
how to start a gospel reflection group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.